Hello and welcome. You're listening to Dad's Gaming Corner, a podcast of conversations between dads and their kids about games, movies, and everything in between. I am your host, Michael Masick, and with me as always, when he's not tired of trying to go to bed early, that is, is my son, Jaden. What's up? Yeah, that was two weeks ago, so I feel like we should just let it go, you know. I can't let it past. go. I'm still hurting We had a show it. since then. I was here. But anyways. We're trying something new tonight, though. I gave you a Starbucks Frappuccino. Yeah, uh, we're recording rather bottles. late tonight, so I have a. We're gonna see if this hypes you up right some. Here. I'm trying I'm to stay awake. Energy from you tonight. I'm gonna try. It's pretty late. Energy. I don't know. Energy. I'm, I'm gonna try. Uh, this is episode 32 uh, for the week of Wednesday, August 19th, 2020, and we have a good show for you all tonight. We have a packed show for you all tonight, and joining us uh, again is Sam Carlson. Sam, how are you? Good, good. And Hello, wh- why don't you introduce our fourth guest? Uh, our fourth guest is my younger brother, uh, Christian, and uh, he's visiting us in Texas from Virginia. Uh-oh. Now all your listeners know where you record from. So That's cool. I mean, Texas is really big, so you're probably safe. <laughs> but yeah, he's visiting uh, my wife and I. He's been here for a couple weeks and been having lots of fun. We've been going through the show Chuck my favorite show. So we've been having lots of fun. Yeah. So Christian, I've got one question before we get started here. Uh, what was the temperature in Virginia before you came to Texas? Like um, what's the last day you remember? 105. Okay. So yeah, people think people always do this. They did this at church. They think Texas is so much hotter than everywhere else. Virginia is pretty hot. What's the humidity like in Virginia? It's pretty up there, Because, too. like, Nevada right now, it's, like, 110, but you step into a shadow, and it feels like it's 78 degrees, 80 it's, degrees. It is, yeah. Because there's no humidity. Like, there's... I'm going to Nevada. On, on a, it's ne- pretty nice. Nevada. 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 No, it's Nevada. Nevada. Well, my dad grew up Nevada. there hmm. and oh. went to school there and went to college there and taught college there. I don't want to so, say he lied to you, but... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This is Dad's Gaming Corner, so let's talk about games... And not, and not, not how you Nevada. pronounce a state. Yeah. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at DadsGC as well as Facebook.com slash DadsGamingCorner. We're still looking for a social media manager because I am, I just, I'm terrible at that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And drop yeah. us a line at HeyDad at DadsGamingCorner.com. We'd love to hear your stories. And then uh, if there's kids that you want to write in as well, we'd love to hear from you. But make sure you grab your parent first and get mom or dad on the line so that, you know, everything's good. And uh, yeah, that's it. So. Guys, what have you all been up to this week? What games have you been playing? What shows have you been watching? This is an open floor. Um, well, as I already said, we've been going through the show Chuck, and I'm going to take just a few seconds to plug that show because that you. is like one of my all-time favorite shows. It's and it's not be not be it's just what my favorite show is. I'm not necessarily saying it's the greatest show ever, although it's definitely has a huge well it has quite a large cult following, but. It's a really good show, but I, lo- I absolutely love that show. Love everything about that show. So I kind of dragged my brother Christian into it, but now he's enjoying it, I think. Um, so, yeah, lots of lots lots of fun doing that. Are you liking the show? I think so. It's pretty good. Um, it fits a lot what I look for in a show, especially a cheesy show uh, where I don't have to think too much. Um, but I think I, I, it's good. I've, I've laughed. Um, I haven't cried yet. Apparently, Sam has cried, though. <laughs> I tear up multiple times. <laughs> okay, so I have to just ask, segue. So before we started recording, we were talking about Doctor Who, which y'all know we love Doctor Who. And then Christian, I'm not going to say what he was saying. We're going to dismiss it. But I have, a, I have a question for you. So you're, uh, you finished through season seven, 
correct? You went all the way through and finished season seven. Yes. Because Capaldi's uh, uh, eight, nine, and ten. Eight, yeah. So through seven. So have you cried? Dude. All right. We're, Wait, gonna take, no, we're no, not going to talk Doctor I Who did, tonight. I did actually tear up when uh, David Tennant died. Regenerating. That, that, well. <laughs> okay, we're not talking Doctor Who. We're just, we'll just leave that off the table. <laughs> glad to hear that. Glad to hear you're enjoying Chuck. Um, um, so I, I originally didn't have these on the show notes, but I wanted to go and add them. So have y'all heard of the show Twin Peaks? Yes. yes. Heard of it, yep. Okay, have you ever watched it? I have. Okay, so there's the original Twin Peaks, season one, season two, that span 1990, 1991. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I've seen it in Netflix, mm-hmm. and I saw it, but I've never looked deep into it because what my mind went to was the restaurant Twin Peaks. And so I was like, this is going to be a bad show, so I'm not going to watch the show. I literally thought that every time. Like, I never even went through the description. I was like, I'm going to pass over this, you know? (laughs) Okay. And so uh, a friend of mine was like, hey, you really need to check out Twin Peaks. And so he was telling me a little bit about it. So I just finished season one. Oh, my goodness, this show is great. So... Don't say anything. No spoilers. No spoilers. I've only been able to watch three episodes because me and a friend wanted to watch it together, and he hasn't got. Well, back and the first episode is an hour and forty-five oh, minutes, yeah. hour and fifty minutes long. Basically, really it's long. two episodes back to back. Yeah. Um, it is okay. So the acting is weird and cheesy. Oh. Um, yes. the 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 scenarios, the music, the characters, so far out there. But then as you're watching it, it grows on you. And you're mm-hmm. like. I, I I like them how they are, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, and no, this isn't a spoiler or anything, but you've got an FBI agent that basically comes into this little mountain, or not mountain, but this little town out of nowhere called Twin Peaks, and it's a logging community. It's what they do, you know. They, it's a logging community, and this FBI agent comes from the big city, goes to the you know, out in the middle of nowhere. The air smells fresh. The trees are ginormous. He's and his big thing is that he's real big with exclamations, and so he'll he'll stop at a, a rest stop and he'll get a cup of coffee, and he's like. And he'll say, what is this? And he's just, this is the best darn cup of coffee I've ever had. And then he carries around this voice recorder, and he's always talking to his assistant back home, or back at the home office, and he's like, I can't remember her name right now, but whatever her name is, just had the best darn cup of coffee <laughs> this side of the blah, 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 blah. And then he talks to somebody as they come to visit him. Hey, make sure you stop at the diner. They have the, it'll kill you. The coffee will kill you. It's so good. And then, and then there's pie and everything mm-hmm. else. Well, what's funny is that uh, I started the show, watched, I think, three episodes in. Uh, that was it. And then we, uh, we're we going through Psych right now with Jaden. Now, you've watched Psych, Sam, right? I know you've watched Psych. Uh, I've seen a couple episodes, familiar with the premise, but we actually just watched Psych, the movie, last week or so. But you haven't seen the series? I haven't seen <gasps> the series. Have you seen it? I have, and I love yeah, he's that. Always so do you, know, do you remember the episode? Because here's the thing. I, I start Twin Peaks. I get three episodes in. Yes. And then the very next day, we're watching an episode, yes. and it's, I'm like, it starts off, and I'm like, why is this music so familiar? Why yeah. is this body laying on the why, – why is everybody crying? And I'm like, <laughs> this is twi- – I mean, because they're over-exaggerating emotions mm-hmm. and all of the stuff. And the whole episode is like Twin Peaks, like the mm-hmm. whole – all the seasons combined in one episode. I know the it episode you're talking so about. So good. It was really and I want to go back – now that I've watched all of season one, I want to go back and see what else I, I, I pick up on it. it it's, the show's weird. This show's weird. The camera angles are weird. The things that they focus on to go between scenes are weird. But it's just, it's a really good show. Really liking it. Um, it is rated TV PG. Is uh, it on purposely weird? Yes. Yes. They, yeah. So they intentionally are doing what they're yes. doing. Okay. Yes. Uh, Common Sense Media gives it a, a age rating of 14 plus, And I think that's pretty accurate. Uh, I would let Jaden watch the show. Um, they're, 
I would let Jaden watch the show with comments. It's like Jaden and I are watching The Office together right now, <laughs> and I'm like, this is totally wrong. No. Or like every once in a while there's a scene, I'm like, we're just going to skip a few seconds ahead. Um, and or like when I watch Avatar with my kids, uh, when it gets into the really Eastern religion stuff, I'll have to be like, all right, remember, guys, this is just a show, just a story. You can't really go do this. No, 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 no. <laughs> you cannot go do this. So, but what, so interesting enough, though, Twin Peaks has a has a nice size cult following to where mm-hmm. they rebooted the show 2001, I think, yeah, uh, on Showtime or something like that. Yeah, I do know the rating jumped up to like 17 plus, and so I, you know, that's where it is. And then they have, I think, two movies um, standalone as well that continue on yeah. the story. Again, I don't know anything about that. All I know is is the original right now, and I'm loving the original. The original, so good, great. Um, it has a you know 88 rating on Rotten Tomatoes, so I mean everybody likes the show. Seemingly, seems like a great show. It sounds very weird. You've told me a little bit about it the past few days. I really want you to watch and it. From with what me. you've told me, it sounds super weird. Christian, should Jaden watch the show? Yes. There's a dude barking. So I I I had never even heard of the show, and then we watched that Psych episode, and I was like, and he was flipping out the whole time. He was like, "This is Twin Peaks." I kept, pause, I kept pausing it. It was great. And so I was just super like. Because there's a dude barking at a dog outside the window. There's this guy just on, on banging psych, his head. Yeah. On psych, yeah. There's mm-hmm. the weird. And uh, I don't want to do spoilers for you. Because you're only like, you said three episodes, two, three, three, two, three. Okay. I don't know. It was yeah. weird. But and I was like, that's where that comes from. But yeah. now that I've watched it, I want to go back. Because in, in, in Twin Peaks, there's this lady that walks around with a log. Like she's carrying a baby, but it's a log. And if you look at the log weird, she's going to talk to you. Um, great show. You need to try this out. So from what I'm reading now, I've had this one guy talking to me about the show and so I'm hearing what he's saying, but I'm trying to do my own research as well to make sure it's not just one guy gushing over a show, which I'm loving it. But, um, this came out and pushed a lot of boundaries about what you could do on TV as as far as weird stories, things that are out there, you know, just crazy stuff. And from what I'm reading online, it's almost like the birthplace that X Files came from, and I, other well, I, I supernatural would, shows came yeah. from. Like this the only was the other show time that, that I've really it. heard of Twin Peaks was actually a reference by somebody who uh, I for, it's been years since he said it, but he there was there was in some ways he compared it to X Files, so it's interesting to hear you say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like so X Files, Supernatural, those kind of shows and everything else. Yeah. Like you can kind of see where this was like the. The, you know, the guy who did it, he put it out there, and it's right. like, let's see where it goes from here. So, and loving then, it. Yeah, Twin Peaks is even based off the older show, Twilight Zone. So, there's a lot of similarities that you can see. Oh, I hate that show. Oh. That show is creepy. You you made me watch there's el- so some of that. Let me say this. There's ago. elements in it that you're like, oh, this reminds me of Twilight Zone, but it's mm-hmm. not Twilight Zone. Yeah. It, each episode isn't like a unique individual story mm-hmm. and everything else. And Twilight Zone was just creepy. I did not like that And you still with the original as well. That's creepy, yeah. which, is, which is great. Yeah. But, oh, I love Twilight Zone. Love so Twilight Zone. Okay, we need to move on, but I will say this. Uh, <laughs> episode where all the people keep falling down, and then they wake up. And then there's a and then there's a, a ballerina dancer and then there's an army guy and then there's a superhero and then there's a cowboy and then there's a and they're trying but all they know is that they're trapped in this round room. They look up really really uh, high in the sky and they can begin to see a little bit of like there's there's stars and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But all they know is that they're in this round room and they can't get out. Have you seen the episode? One of my favorites. Rings a bell. They finally start. They they the whole episode they're trying to escape. And they finally get out. And here's what you see. You Spoiler see them struggling, alert. struggling. <laughs> show's been out for, what, 50, 60 years? Anyway. Yeah, with the times. They're, try, they're, try, <laughs> they're trying to get out. And all of a sudden, the camera goes from you watching them reach over his arm. You know, the guy reached over his arm of this, of this 
circular room. And as he pulls himself out, the camera zooms out. And you see this like Salvation Army barrel where people are throwing in toys for donations. And there are a bunch of toys trying to get out. That's weird. It was Toy Story way back then. I was about to yes. say, that sounds like nice. Toy Story. But, I mean, it was one of those, I was like, oh, my skin just crawled. It was one of those kind of yeah, things. Like, yeah, it was yeah, just, yeah. it was a really good story. It was a really good story. Okay. Um, I did want to make, mention this because we talked about this or we wanted it to last week, but um, you hadn't seen it yet, was uh, Superman Red Sun. And oh, so yeah. uh, we're really big into the DC animated films. And Sam, I know you know this. Christian, have you watched any of the DC animated films? I've watched a couple here and there. Um, I haven't watched too many of the films. I mean, I remember the Batman animated series. One of the um, best, hands down, ever. Um, and a little bit of the Superman show that came out. Okay. Um, but other than that, I, I, after the, sh I think the last one I watched was The Killing Joke. The Killing Joke, okay. Um, and that was the last one I watched of their That's movies. a real good one. Uh, yeah. But they did an actual reboot, and then there's a total of, I don't remember how many films, like 15 films. Something like that, yeah. Uh, that, that, that tell one long story, which really? is really good. Uh, Killing Joke is a, is a standalone. Um, and, but they're phenomenal. I mean, and we've talked about it on the show before, so we won't go in depth now. But we had a whole show dedicated I mean, to that. They're, yeah. they're, I mean, we've watched these movies and, and said, why aren't they doing this on the live, live <laughs> on the actual big screen here? Um, they're better because every time they try to do it, it's terrible. Yep. It's better, but, but the stories being told are better stories than what they're what they're giving us online or giving us at the movie theaters. I was saying online. Haven't been to movie theater in they months. They stream it now. Yeah, everything streams. So, but yeah, so we watched uh, Superman Red Sun. It's PG thirteen. Comstance Media gives it thirteen plus as well. Jay, how'd you like it? Um. Okay. Well, the I know you were tired, but go ahead. I was super duper tired. Yeah. When we were watching this movie, I. Didn't go to sleep last night till like midnight because I was practicing my guitar. Because um, for some reason we were all up really late, we were all so up I didn't get up weird. to my room till like eleven thirty. So I was up practicing my guitar, and so I was really tired today. So I dozed off a couple times during this movie, but the parts I do remember were no, no spoilers. Were, yeah, no, no. But the parts I do remember were very good, and so, the general yes. story as it progressed was really good. So, so no spoilers. Everyone, should, you should go watch this movie. Sam, you, you and Christian should watch this movie. Um, it's called Red Sun because it completely retells the story of Superman. Instead of him being, you know, crashing in Kansas, uh, he's raised up in in Russia, in, in communist Russia, communist Russia, yeah, USSR. Yeah. And so that's what it's all about. It's a great story. It was and a really every interesting time, spin on all the characters. Yeah, too. every time they. You know, a, a, like a revelation comes, you're like, okay, now they're going to get back to normal storytelling, and, and no, they go a whole other direction again, and so it's very fresh. It's a, it's a good movie. Is it? Is this a standalone? Did you say, or is yes. this part of the? Long no, 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 this is a standalone. Yeah, there's some. Every time we talk about great. it, makes me want to go back and watch the videos, but I just haven't. Yet. The videos? What videos? The movies. The all the the, the DC uh, movies. Like, forget those. Ones. You need to do the animated. I'm telling you. That's what, no, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, gotcha. Like, I haven't <laughs> just gotten around to it yet. But every time we talk about it, it makes me. You want know, to. subscribe to DC Universe. Do the app. Like, what is it? Eight bucks, ten oh, yeah. bucks, whatever. Do it for one or two months. Get through all of the movies, and you will be such. You will be a happier person. A happier person. <laughs> yes, because you'll finally be or like a, DC. You finally stood or, up. Tomorrow. Or a sadder, sadder, more sad, more sad, more sad person because more some sad. of them are kind of sad. Hmm. But maybe that's just me. Interesting. I don't know. I don't like sad movies. Not all of them are sad. So just. Oh, we've got a few more minutes here. What have y'all been playing? What have y'all been into? What games? Well, currently, right now, uh, me and Joy, Sam's wife, are going through Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, which came out a few years mm. ago. Are you playing the? So you're playing the Switch version or the Wii U version? The Switch version. Okay. I, I had played the Wii U version. And I had beaten it. Um, 
all of it, even the secret world. And, uh, I'm now playing it on the switch one and I forgot how, uh, taxing and challenging it was. So what's funny is that I jumped in, I have that game on switch as well. And I jumped into it and that was my first donkey Kong since the 64 donkey Kong. Did you play the super Nin? Oh yeah. 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 I loved it. So SNES (laughs) in 64, um, had to get the little memory card just for that, you know, to plug Mm -hmm. into the bottom of the controller, Mm -hmm. but I haven't played it since. And so, um, I'm playing it and I'm beating myself up because I'm a completionist. So each level, I'm like, I've got to get all the, the letters. I got to get all the bananas I, or whatever you got to collect. And right. then I was like, wait a minute, hold on. No, go through the level, beat the worlds, beat everything else, and then go back and then get stuff. And then I don't get nearly as frustrated and, you know, I don't rage quit. So, but the fact that you beat this game on the Wii U means you're a celebrity because the Wii U, like, no one bought a Wii U. So it's like, yeah, well, I had you're a, a celebrity. I had a friend that owned it. And so, uh, I uh, would come over every once in a while and we'd play it, and i just try to get as much as I could while I was visiting. Now, how is Joy at this game? She's pretty good. She's actually she's done a couple of levels by herself. Um, she, is she using, you know, the, the, the Switch version added, uh, what's his face? Um, the surf, surfboard dude. Oh, Funky, Funky Kong. Kong. Funky Kong. Yeah, Funky uh, Kong. Is she using Funky no, Kong? No, uh, because he actually replaces Donkey Kong, so one player, which I'm right. usually one player, so uh, I choose to do the uh, original mode. Hardcore, um, yeah, and love it. It's I we just a the I don't know if you've done any of the secret worlds uh, on on this one. Uh, yeah, yeah no, on this no, one. No, no, no. Yeah, so uh, there's a level. I think it's on world three, no world two, um, the secret level. There is an entire level. The only way you can progress through it is by jumping on the uh, the enemy's head and using that extra bounce, and. You can't mess up the next jump. Otherwise, you fall short or you right. miss completely. And uh, I think I spent... Hours. Almost 12. <laughs> I want to I, I say almost two days of my time here trying to beat this level because we wanted to continue before. Dude, I've done that same thing where, like, I don't really, I can't even think of a game right now, but maybe Breath of the Wild would be a good example where I know I could go to the next area, but mm-hmm. no, I will click all of this before I move on because that's what I do. That's... So there are games where I have probably 30 hours more than the average player. If it's like a 60-hour game, I've, I put 90 hours in because I, I'm i going to find this little piece or I'm going to you know work on whatever. So I get that. Uh, Hollow Knight. Have you played Hollow Knight? I have not. I've seen it, but I've you, uh, not played it. What's interesting about Hollow Knight is that it almost it rarely goes on sale in the Nintendo Switch eShop, but it's almost always in the top downloaded games, uh, mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. top downloads. And one of my favorites. It's a rare. We talk about it. And, you know, what games do we give true tens to? Like a masterpiece, and that's mm-hmm. a ten for me. And it's rare that the games hit me like that. But it's just the art style and everything about it. And I even got the little plushy guy up there. I, say, I did see that. I really like it. Um, Sam, what are you playing, dude? Um, well, I've been watching them play Donkey Kong more than anything else. Um, I've played a little bit, and I'm actually a little bit annoyed with my pro controller because I think there is a delay in Donkey Kong that I notice um, that I don't notice with the Switch controllers, the Joy-Cons. So um, I've kind of been... Have I you, really have you t- un, uh, d- disconnected it and then reset it up? Try that. Like unpair it and then repair yes, it? like a brand new controller. May, I haven't tried that, but it, I, it's not that... It's been a while since I've noticed it. Because I've heard that helps on rare occasions, so... But for some reason, but that's not really the reason I haven't played. It's been more because I've been enjoying watching Joy and Christian do something together. Um, but I haven't uh, haven't really been on 
um, my Switch too much for different reasons. So Cool. Cool. Jay, what are you playing? Um, yeah, nothing really. Um, you and me have been going through Batman, the Telltale oh, series. Yeah, that is um, in our show notes. I forgot about yeah, that. On my own, though, I haven't really been messing with anything. Okay, so I want you to talk about this uh, okay. more than I do. But have either of y'all, have you, are either of y'all fans of the Telltale games? Yes. Okay, so just name off some titles that you've played. Um, A Tale from Borderlands, uh, Wolf Among Us, um, The uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, the Batman one. So you're naming newer ones now. Have you played any of the older ones? Uh, the the Sam and Max. Yeah, I Monkey Island. No, I I have had people recommend Grim Fandango. I I know the na- games. I just never got to gotcha. play them. So no, nope, heard of them. Never gotcha. Tried it. Um, but they're awesome. I mean, the storytelling mm. is amazing. Um, you even played any Telltale games? Mm-mm. You need to check one out. Did you play uh, 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 the first Batman or the second one? It's Batman and the Telltale series, and then Batman, the Enemy Within. I think it was the Batman. Uh, the first one? Yeah, I think it was the first one, yeah. So, I, ha- I have, I think I have all Telltale, like, every Telltale game made on Steam, um, but Wait, I rarely like game. All? Like, all ever? Ever. Wow. Yeah, they, Congratulations. They, of course. Are you they surprised make, by they that? Don't make games. <laughs> they, don't make game, they don't make games anymore. No, um, corrupt. But, but they're coming back. Really? There's a whole cool thing about that. Yeah, they're coming back. Um, so I don't play games on my PC or my, my MacBook anymore. And so, uh, they put Batman and then, um, Batman, the enemy within and mm-hmm. a few others on sale. So I picked them up over times, but he's never played a telltale game. So I wanted to Jade into experience a telltale game. Um, so we're, there's, there's six episodes total, right? Five. Or five. There's five episodes there's total five. to the first Batman. And we just completed uh, episode, episode four, four today, so we have one episode left, and we and we'll beat the game. Mm-hmm. Um, t- t- just talk a little bit about us Tell about the game. About what, what do you like about it? It's very story driven, like very story driven. Um, but, but tell Sam like it's but it's not just like a narrative that you're going through. It's 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 fun. It's a, it's really fun, and even the action. You know, you, there is action in it as far as buttons and everything else mm-hmm. you press. So I don't prefer the action because I get really like. Um, he gets stressed out. Yeah, I get really stressed. So he has the controller pretty much the whole time. And we just, you know, uh, talk about the decisions that we have to make. No, but- hold on. Interjection. No, we don't talk. I, we're sitting on the <laughs> same couch. He won't hold the controller because it stresses him out to make a decision. So here's all I ask. You know, you decide which one. And so sometimes you'd be like, well, I don't um, want to be the only one playing the game. Like, then it's just me playing. Right, so we, we come in together. But then some of those questions, if you remember, Christian, on any Telltale game, sometimes it has a long timer, comes mm-hmm. down. Sometimes it's a really fast timer. Mm-hmm. And, I hate and so fa- someone will say something to you, and you have to respond, and you're given, like, three options. Do you say A, B, or C? Or dot, 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 um, which we've never picked. Right, which means you just stay silent. Right. And so for Jaden, it's like, okay, you don't want to make the, you don't want to push the buttons. So I'll do the buttons. Make a decision. And so he'll wait and, like, there's a, I think we ran out of time. There's a sliver left, and he's like, X. So I press X. Or, or they'll be like, um, well, I can do it myself. I'm like, what letter is it? Yeah, <laughs> so, I'll, I'll say the. Yeah. But it's lots of fun. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, I think partially because it's Batman, and Batman's just cool. And I it's like a Batman. really good story, too. But the story is really, really good. Um, How long are they on average? Um, each episode's probably about an hour. That's what but I was ga- thinking. Game-wise, though. So like about five, five hours? Yeah. Five hours? Yeah. That's not bad. Do they have no. any on the Switch? Yes. That's what we're, we're playing it on Switch. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's quite a few games. Uh, t- um, I think um, every Walking Dead Telltale game is on the Switch, which the first one is just... 
I mean, talk about hard decision-making. Now, there is a lot of language in it, but the decision-making in it is just, it, it, it's, it's a great story. <laughs> it's just a great story. Like lots of English yes, language? Yes, lots of English. Okay. Um, now, in <laughs> Batman, uh, we're on episode four. Mm-hmm. And well, it, it, we just finished. We just finished episode four, right. and some of the decisions, we're oh at the point goodness. now in the game where, like, I hit the table. There's, we're in, right now we're in the game where there's not a right decision to make. These decisions... And and they're piling another one, and then and they just keep piling them on you. And there's you're like, I don't know what the right choice is, and I shouldn't be allying myself with this person or that person. No spoilers. And but you've got to anyway. And Mm -hmm. and And it's asking you like, do you want to save this person or do you want to see that? Like that sounds stressful. I think that I would be good. No, 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 no. Jaden on this. Think about pressure of. Because if I keep myself objective and don't get involved, I can see myself enjoying that. But when I do get involved. And I try to stick with some sort of, you know, side, whether, you know, a good guy or a bad guy and having to like decide in the moment what fits better and try to like anticipate what's going to come out of this. That can get stressful. So think about just one novel that you like, not a series, not one of your series that has like 2,600 books in it, but like Wheel of Time. Oh, boy. One book. (laughs) And then think about some of the deep conversations that grab you like in the book. And then there's like, what are you going to do? And then whatever you do changes the game. Every time you make a decision, it changes it the game. It alters the game. It alters the game. Alters the character. Every time you they... make a decision, it alters. So, do they have everything. a lot of replayability? Yes. Yeah. Um, mm, Christian. Well, Christian well, hesitated. <laughs> I. One of my uh, dislikes of the series, most of the series, is that I this the ending of the story, where whatever story you play, doesn't seem to change a whole lot. Um, one of my favorite ones that they made uh, was The Wolf Among Us. So um, I haven't played that one. That one I've not played. Right, and that's one of my favorite. I just love the world, um, and they're coming out with the second one finally after years. Um, and uh, they, th- I played it, I think, three different times to see if the story would change at all. And there, other than some of the characters changing, the story never really changed, which, um, you know, I guess maybe that's not necessarily the point. It's more about the characters and how change them in your decision making um but there's still a part of me that you know was disappointed yeah uh you know sometimes you may want to be a bit, uh, do a playthrough and you're just like you know i just want to be you know uh, a jerk a, yeah <laughs> i want to be a jerk this, and see what happens and see what are these other you know right. these good guy characters maybe i can convince them to be also jerks um uh and you, sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't um but uh, I, I, th- I, I mean, I'd recommend it. Give them, give them a shot. You know, it is, it is, it, it can be stressful, but I think that's the, that's the fun about it. Um, and I haven't played the wolf. I own the wolf among us. I've not played it yet. Mm-hmm. It looks like there's only two endings in that game, though. Two. Looks like there's only two. Um. But what's interesting well, yeah. is that as you play the episodes. Yeah. Um, the people will respond to you differently. The relationships you make in the games, mm-hmm. people will respond differently to you early in the game versus later in the game, depending on how you treat them, yeah. and how you talk, and the decisions you make. It's it's pretty cool. It's really good. Like right now, we've, we're having to decide if we're siding more with Selena, Kyle, you know, Catwoman, or more with Gordon, and that's affecting other things as well mm-hmm. in the game. And then just and then Harvey Dent. And it's just it's oh man, it, we're in yeah. a really good part right now. We just yeah, met some more people. That's really. It's good. been really good. This this last episode we played. I think there definitely is a lot of replay value to that. Um, and mostly, and if it's just because, you know, you, you go, in a, in a, in a, you, like, you went right one time, 
Now you right. want to see what happens when you go left, and that could change the whole right. I I could see us playing this game two more times, um, just picking different decisions, right. especially like what you just said. If you do it earlier on in the game, right. right? And I think that's one of the big replay values about it is like I want to know so what happens with the story at this point when I was actually over here in my last gameplay. What was going on over there? So you can pick up the first one on Switch, I believe, for fifteen dollars. They used to be thirty dollars a piece. Um, and then they uh, would go and sell once in a while, like rarely once in a while, and then they actually dropped the prices altogether. So, like, I think both Batmans are fifteen bucks each, and then which is a steal. That. So. Oh, for, yeah, fifteen bucks is a steal. So, um, one other game I did want to talk about, and I'll, I'll just keep this really brief, is that there's an indie game out there called Titan Glory, which um, eh. it's it's yeah, it's it's on it's on. Uh, I know it's on Switch. I know it's on iOS. Um, I feel like it's on one other area. Switch, iOS, or maybe that's it. Just Switch and iOS. I don't think, I don't remember. Um, anyway, it's only $5 <laughs> on Switch, though. And so, basically, it's a, um, um, it's, you know. A mech fighter. What it, it's a called? mech fighter. Well, I was thinking of Unreal Tournament. Um, you've got, you know, Deathmatch, Team Deathmatch, you know, ki- you know, Capture the Base, you know, Capture the Flag yeah. type of stuff, King of the Hill. But it's all giant mechs. So, uh, you're you're in a mech. And the mechs change. The more you play, you get points. You unlock new mechs. You can, up, up. you can level up your mechs, upgrade their 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 defense, their offense. Uh, agility. Agility, like all kinds of stuff. It's fun. Mm-hmm. And it forces you to only play a five-minute match, which at first was very frustrating to me because I wanted to go longer. But that means you can keep changing it up. Mm-hmm. Keep changing it up. And for only $5. Like, when you're playing it, I mean, you can see, like, there's some graphical glitches here and there. But... Um, this would easily be, I mean, I can see myself spending 15 bucks on this game mm-hmm. easily. But it's an indie game for 5 bucks, and it's called Titan Glory. Really liking it. Uh, Caleb's playing a ton of it oh, right Caleb now. Caleb loves so. it, yeah. Yeah. It's his, it's his uh, lock screen on his iPad now, I noticed the other day. <laughs> yeah. When Caleb's in, he goes all oh, the way Oh, yeah, in. he gets into it. So, um, all right, well, let's go ahead and move on to our main topic tonight. And the question that I'm going to ask several times is, what's next for Nintendo? So Nintendo has gone on record themselves for the last couple financial, you know, fiscal year-end calls that they had back in, you know, I think March was actually moved over to April or May because of COVID-19 and, and different things like that. But um, what they have said is that this, they see the Switch now at, at, at its halfway lifespan. You know, they wanted the Switch to go six to seven years. Uh, we're three and a half years in. So technically the Switch is halfway through its lifespan. It came out in March 2017. We are almost halfway through that. So um, my question is, what's next for Nintendo? So what I did was I printed off the most recent sales figures that I could find, and you all have copies there in your show notes. And um, I want to show you some of these uh, sales numbers, and I want to. Uh, the question then goes, are these numbers, you know, is this good or bad for Nintendo? And I'll tell you what I mean by that here in a second. So um, the Switch has already become Nintendo's second best-selling home console. So this means a standalone console that you hook up to your TV. This doesn't count... Game Boy and, you know, DS and things like that. So to give you some idea of numbers, just sheer numbers right here, you, can, you have them right there in front of you. The Wii sold one, uh, 101.63 million uh, hardware units. The second number you see there is software sales, and we'll ignore that for right now. But the Wii sold uh, basically 101.63 million. The Switch is currently at 62.1, which means at halfway through its lifespan, it's already on track to outsell the Wii which no one thought was going to be possible when Nintendo first came out with the Switch. Even that first year where they were beating expectations, no one still thought that was going to be possible. For the last three and a half years, uh, the Switch has been the number one selling console almost every single month straight. There's only been like two or three months where they came into second position, and that was it. 
And it was immediately traced that that was only because of stock issue. They couldn't get them in stock. Hmm. Wow. So this, I mean, think about that though, for three and a half years, I mean, it's, it's huge. Uh, the, the original NES sold almost 62 million, the SNES, and you can see the trajectory of Nintendo here, which is as a Nintendo fan, like that's, that's, I'm a Nintendo fan. I've got all my old consoles still. Um, you see the sad trajectory of Nintendo, yeah. the NES doing almost 62 million, SNES doing 49 million, the 64 doing 30, almost 33 million, the GameCube, which was one of my favorite systems, 21.74 million. Uh, and then the Wii, which you know skyrocketed Wait. to 101.63, oh, okay. and then the Wii U uh, at 13.65 million. Uh, which I will say this as well: the I believe the Switch uh, outsold the Wii U in its first, I think it was ten months. Wow, it, first nine or ten months, and that's the Wii's lifetime sales <laughs> as well. The, we're looking at lifetime sales here. So the Switch is sitting at 62.1 million, and it's halfway through. And so even if things just continued as normal. It's already going to outsell the Wii. The thing is, the Switch is still hard to find anywhere. And when it is at, you know, Walmart, Best Buy, Costco, Target, wherever, GameStop, it sells out immediately. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, if you luck out, you go to the store and you find a Switch, it won't be there long. Um, And so it's not just like Switch sells as normal. They're, they're growing. It's getting bigger and bigger. Analysts thought that, you know, if they did 50 million in lifetime span, that would be a really good number. We're halfway through with this. Okay, so look at those numbers for a second. Look at the handheld numbers. The and I'm going to look at these again from you know, the oldest to new. So the original Game Boy sold 118.69 million. That is a staggering number. Now, That's just crazy. so you all know, this is the Game Boy. This is the Game Boy Pocket. This is the Game Boy Micro. This is the Game Boy Color. It's all the iterations okay. of Game Boy. Okay, the Game Boy Advanced sold uh, 81.51 million. The Nintendo DS sold a staggering 154 million units. That's huge. Now, I wish I had the dates here, and I don't have the dates here. It's interesting if you take the, the for example, um, look at the Game Boy uh, at 118 million, and then you add that right there in between the NES and the SNES because they sold both at the same time. Mm-hmm. So you see the bigger numbers. So part of the Switch's success is the fact that Nintendo has all but retired the 3DS product line. Mm -hmm. Um, There's no more special units coming out and things like that. The 3DS sold a total of 75.87 million uh, units, again, which is huge. But that also includes the 2DS when they, you know, without the 3D model. I'm really surprised just uh, the the numbers of the the handheld units. Mm -hmm. Like, that's really quite shocking to me. I would not have thought they would outsell the actual consoles because handheld definitely seems more like a, a... a, a very large niche, but a, a more of a niche gaming idea. So one thing that's really cool that if you watch, um, there, there's a lot of really good gaming documentaries out there. And if you can watch one about um, Nintendo or specifically the Game Boy, and then there's not just movies, but um, there's a YouTube channel that I watch, uh, Gaming Gaming Historian. It's called The Gaming mm-hmm. Historian. Really like that one. Have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen a couple of episodes. Yeah, I yeah. really like it. I mean, he can, he can talk to you about Tetris for 30 minutes and make it sound like wow or duck hunt for 30 minutes and you're like this is so cool um and one and i think it was either his show or a movie that i saw and they talked about how the game boy broke down boundaries and you would it, it was not uncommon to be on a you know especially back then when everyone wore a, a suit to get on an airplane where you'd have these businessmen and women you know and they'd pull out a game boy out of their briefcase on an airplane playing a game mm-hmm. and it was very commonplace and so here in America or in no, no, Japan? Ra- around, no, around, no, 
well, main things that they showed was the U.S. market, the European market, and then the Japanese market or the Asian market, mm -hmm. um, which is normally Japan because China's always been a tricky market for any game right. manufacturer. But um, so if you look at Japan, Europe, and America, but it was just it was cross cultural. It just sold like crazy. Okay, mm -hmm. so but here's the here's my question about these, and here's why I'm asking: Is this a pro or a con? Nintendo um, is exceeding expectations every single month every quarter they're exceeding expectations uh they're they're on a firestorm i mean they're just they're going crazy right now they're they're making money they're printing money um that's great for nintendo right mm -hmm. so when we ask the question what's next for nintendo and i look at these numbers i'm wondering are these sales numbers less of a pro and more of a con because my, my my thinking is is nintendo going to look at this and go and say we've got a great product why do anything different why why change mm -hmm. um they had the 3ds that came out did really good um but then they came out with the 2ds that did better than the actual 3ds model so the 2ds 3ds exact same machine except it doesn't have the 3d feature then they came out with the 2ds and 3ds xls that did even better mm -hmm. then they came out with the new 3ds you know and new 3ds xl which basically had a little c stick so you almost had like a dual analog sticks and it had a little bump in the in the in the processor power so you know games loaded a little faster um but they still sold units so is nintendo positioning themselves to where they're making so much money it's like do they feel safe do they feel comfortable are they going to fall behind so i've got some questions here i want us to ask uh, i want us to look at and looking at those sales numbers because it's a hit no one's going to argue that it's not a hit um, but we are halfway through the life cycle. So what is next for Nintendo? So, for example, let me just ask some of these questions. Um, when are we going to see a Switch 2 or a Switch Pro? We're halfway through the life cycle. Or do we think Nintendo's going to go the full six or seven years and then give us a Switch Pro? I don't think Nintendo can do that. And we'll talk about that here in a second. But um, Or do we think they're going to start doing some of these smaller iterations, kind of like they did with the 3DS where they did the... XL version, and then they did the new, and they bumped up the graphical power just a little bit. Um, I can see Nintendo, based on their past history, like, for example, the Wii. The Wii came out the same time that you had the uh, PS2 and the 360, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, both of those machines could output 720p resolution on your TV. The Wii standard could only put out uh, 480i, and then if you bought the enhanced composite cables, uh, component cables, excuse me, then you could do 480p. So Nintendo released a system that did 480p when everyone else was doing 720. So when it came out, it didn't look bad. I mean, flat screens were still relatively new. Um, I don't know if you've looked up your Wii recently, or if you still have your Wii. No, not recently, but, but I've definitely, I did it recently enough within the last couple of years that uh, I, I noticed, because it was because I, I hadn't played it much before then for a while, I, I noticed a graphical difference in, in its it was big. We tried it about seven years ago when we lived in Midlothian to play a Mario Party game, and we could not read the text. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like we couldn't read the it was it was it was too it was too pixelated. It was it was terrible. So what a lot of people don't know is that when Nintendo went from the GameCube to the to the Wii, uh, the Wii uses the exact same chipset that's in the GameCube, the exact same chipset. So mm -hmm. a, a whole generation life cycle later. They're using the exact same, you know, as far as, you know, graphical power, video power, and all that kind of stuff, processing power, the same chipsets. Um, and, and so there's no bump in, in graphics and everything else. And what I'm concerned about is that Nintendo's doing so good with this system that they might sit back and go, we've got it made. Why, why do 4K? Um, Nintendo has been 
quoted before, and I mean, some of their senior execs have said this before, that the quality of the game, the creative storytelling, the innovation of the game, uh, far, far, y'all, you're breaking my table, Sam. You're good. No. But Nintendo's, but here's the thing, <laughs> Nintendo said before that the, 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 the quality, the story, the creativity, um, all of this stuff matters more than just sheer GPU or CPU performance. And for the most part, I would agree because uh, if I look at exclusive Sony titles, exclusive Microsoft titles, exclusive Nintendo titles, Nintendo had, for, at least to me, has the largest library of first-party titles that I absolutely love. Like, I love everything they do. Um, but what are your thoughts on where Nintendo is? This holiday season, we're seeing the Xbox Series X come out. We're seeing the PlayStation 5 mm-hmm. come out. And if we do believe Nintendo, based on their last uh, financial call, no new hardware is coming out in 2020. So based on what they're telling us, we won't even see a hardware bump, even if it's an incremental bump, until 2021. So how does that compete with this holiday season coming out? I don't know. To me, I get excited when I think about that because I want to see... The, the biggest thing that I want to see is, like you said, the Xbox Series... or X, What is it called? The Xbox Series X. Xbox Series X. Yeah, they the a really easy name there. Yeah, and the, yeah, and the PS5 is coming out. I want to see... If they don't come out with any new hardware, like they said, I want to see if the Switch can hold up with the PS5 and the Series X. I want to see if it'll still do good with those fresh in the market. When you say hold up, what do you mean? Like, obviously, it can't be graphics-wise. Do you mean sales-wise? Do you mean games-wise? Sales-wise. I want to see if the sales will continue to be how they are. You know what I mean? Like, continue to be good and not decline. Because... PlayStation's big and Xbox is, it fell out for a second, but it's coming back. Um, so I, I right, Th- this is Xbox's year to come back. Yeah. If they don't come back this year. They're not coming back. They but fell this out is for their a second. Year. Yeah. yeah, but I want to see how the if they don't come out with any new hardware, I want to see what they do. To I can't find the words for what I'm so, trying to so say the right question, now. So the question would be this: What is Nintendo going to do this holiday season to keep up with the competition? That's what I'm curious to see. What you just said. There's been speculation that they're going to release, like, Breath of the Wild 2 would be mm-hmm. this holiday season. Um, game development, I'm sorry, game announcements are all messed up because of COVID. Game developments are all messed up because of COVID. Games are being, you know, delayed by an entire year in some cases. Um, and so originally people were speculating, just speculating, that Breath of the Wild 2 would come out. Uh, we did a whole show recently um, about, you know, it's time for these sequels to come out. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know. I mean, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, y'all, y'all see the questions I have listed right, here. Right. What do you What do y'all think? Because here's here's my here's my thing on this. I think Nintendo's going to sell like crazy. I think it's going to be sold out all holiday season, and I don't think that's a good thing for me. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> this is all about me. I think they're going to sell out. I think they're going to do great. I think their sales are going to maintain. I don't think they're going to take a big hit when the PS5 and the X, new Xbox comes out. I don't think they'll take a hit. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't bode well for me because. Like right now, we're at a tipping point where there are we are getting some new releases coming straight to Switch. We're getting a lot of ports, which I'm okay with. I love having Bioshock trilogy on my Switch. I love favorite games. Love these games, um, but there's still a lot of new games that aren't coming to Switch because they simply can't. They mm-hmm. ju- they just can't. Um, and so we're right here at the middle here where Nintendo, like, if they don't give us something, like game developers, you know, they're going to keep giving us older stuff you know because they want to make money but we're not going to get any of the newer things right right i i'm i've 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 often thought about that what 
they're going to do with the Switch because uh, I have multiple friends, like you're saying, that are crazy about Nintendo. Um, and I've wondered if they're going to kind of do what they did with the Wii because, in my opinion, the Wii U is basically the Wii just with a handheld device. Uh, uh, the Wii U is like the Wii. And I'm wondering if they're going to... I don't know if... Uh, I think they'll slightly improve the Switch and call it a Switch 2, but I don't think they'll change a whole lot. Um, I'm kind of thinking more of, like, marketing. Like, maybe they're, they're you know, keep it alive, keep up the sales just enough so we can get out this new newer version. Because that's kind of like what I, I felt like that's what it was like with the, with the Wii, was let's keep the Wii alive for a little bit longer, and then we're going to release the Switch, and it's just going to knock... And, you know, blow everyone away. Um, so i i don't i don't i don't feel like we're going to see a whole lot from Nintendo other than games. Um, and the games will be stellar. There'll be good games from yeah. Nintendo, but I want other games as well, though. Right, right. Uh, and uh, it's yeah. So I'm 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 kind of also up in the air. Like I don't know. I I do want to see what Nintendo does. Um, I've been wondering if Nintendo is kind of maybe losing the console wars because they've I know they've moved some of their games um, to like mobile. So I've wondered if uh, if Nintendo's trying to break into the mobile gaming because I think Mario Kart uh, was oh, just yeah. released. So it was um, it was right around the it was about three years ago. So right be, it was like either right before or right after the Switch came out. Um, the then president uh, of Nintendo uh, they had a three pole strategy and it was. The console cells, it was their, <clears throat> excuse me, which was, I think at that time, I think it was the Switch. And th- this was their strategy. They had a three-pole strategy. It was going to be console cells, which was the Switch, handheld cells, which were the 3DS, and then the mobile cells. Mm. Um, and that was just to say, hey, let's see if we can get in some of this action. Now, they outside of Fire Emblem um, Heroes, and then um, what's the other one that's real big? Fire Emblem Heroes, um, and there's one more. But... Uh, uh, Dr- uh, Dragalia's Lost, or something like that. Anyway, it's a brand, it was a brand new IP for Nintendo. Those games have made you know crazy amounts of money, uh, but everything else, Mario Kart, uh, Super Mario Run, um, um, what's that other one I'm thinking? I'm trying to think of right here. Uh, Dr. Mario, uh, or it's called Dr. Mario World, actually. Um, those didn't do well, but the Fire Emblem, Hero, uh, Fire, yeah, Fire Emblem Heroes did really well. Uh, oh, Pocket Camp, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. That's what I was trying to think of. That one did oh, really yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Outside of those two games, they haven't really done a whole lot. Um, Nintendo uh, Nintendo hasn't, since the launch of the Wii, they, they haven't been in a console war mm-hmm. because they, PlayStation and Xbox are doing their thing. Nintendo's been on the backside. Not, yeah. They're playing by their own rules. They're yeah. not playing by the rules of the other console ma- makers at all. Um, so, it, but it still stands, though, that the fact that the, the current Switch gives you 780p on your screen and 1080 output to the dock, to the television. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam, you and I have almost the, we have basically the exact same TV. I think we even have the same screen size of our TVs. Um, the only difference is mine's American and yours is European. Um, <laughs> T, TCL? Is that European? No, I'm talking about your, no, your old Samsung. Do you not have that anymore? Oh, yeah, it's downstairs. Oh, I'm talking about that one. The only reason I say that is that you, you know, yours goes into soccer. Mine goes into sports mode. Yours goes oh, yeah. into soccer mode. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you, you have somehow got the European version. Yep. It's a great looking TV. 
Um, yes, it is. But when you load switch titles in there and just going through the menus, you see the edging around, you know, the, the, the curves and the clock and the time and the icons. It looks a little pixelated if you look at it. Now, there are games that look phenomenal. Um, uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 that came out looks absolutely gorgeous. It looks 4K. It really does, which obviously it's not. Um, but our TVs are old. At least, I mean, it sounds like you got a new one. But my, now my TV's old. It's not even an OLED at this point. So what happens when I do get a 4K, 6K, whatever, OLED television, and I hook up my trusty switch to it, is it going to look like garbage? <laughs> I mean, that's just my mm-hmm. thing. So what is it that you want from Switch? So or, or from Nintendo. So I'm, I'm typically I'm not somebody who stays, you know, buys a buys the next console right away when it comes out due to multiple reasons. Money being money being the first one, probably time and, and kids. Time being the second <laughs> one. Uh, and all all that. Speaking of kids, I need to do a quick shout out to Samantha. You mentioned uh Samantha's my daughter. You mentioned uh uh Pocket Camp for the for Animal Crossing. She she likes that game. She likes that when she can, which I don't usually let her, she likes to play that on my phone. But I just wanted to say a quick shout out to Samantha because she is awesome. Uh, but anyway, she is awesome. Um, so in regards to the consoles, I don't really try to stay, you know, up, you know, on, on the cutting edge of our, you know, buying them when they come out, things like that. I, I didn't get my switch till probably a year and a half after it was it was already out. Um, <laughs> but I really I also when I find something I'm I like and I'm comfortable with. I kind of get settled and I'm happy with it. And I'm like, well, why change a good thing? So for me, I would like to see developments to the switch itself, not a new console, nothing, you know, like, you You're know, you about software developments. So soft. Well, I mean, uh, some improved hardware. So I think that the focus I would like to see, I love the idea of a switch pro. I love the idea of, um, not trying to compete with the other consoles as far as graphical wise, um, because you know you you can't, and trying to you know you get yourself in in a world of hurt. But to really improve on the graphics, because there's some you know there's some really good games. The one I'm thinking of is um, uh, Doom on the Switch. Uh, Definitely, it was a lot of fun, um, but you did notice you know that it didn't yep. look as good as you know some of the you know the other xbox one things like that so i'd like them to i'd like them to see them push their hardware enough so that they can make games look good um but not you know try to be on the the you know try to get first place in um you know in that kind of 4k development graphics things like that so i really like the direction that they're going i'd like to see um i would just like to see the, the increase in in those graphics in the in the size and um, the hardware space and stuff. So you don't have to own, if you're Michael, you don't have to own multiple terabyte, uh, you know, cards, SD cards, but, but that's, that's kind of what I'd like to see. So here's my thing with you on, on that. Uh, I totally agree because I don't want Nintendo to get, um, in the, in the mindset that Nintendo, that uh, Microsoft and Sony have, because then they're going to be producing consoles that cost twice as much yeah. than we have, and the innovation won't be there. Yeah. One of Nintendo's strong points is they innovate. Right. It's not just a gaming console. They innovate, and I love how their innovations come about. But there has to be a significant upgrade versus what we have right now. Because otherwise, I mean, we're at that generation where we're, gonna, we're not going to get any of the new games. Right. I mean, we're, we're going to get new Nintendo games, mm-hmm. but I don't. I, I love my Nintendo games, but I want I want other games as well. Um, for example, I'm a big Resident Evil fan. The Resident Evil 2 HD remake 
We're not getting that on Switch. Um, mm-hmm. That that won't run on Switch. I would love to own that game. <laughs> it won't run on Switch. And there's a lot of these really cool HD remakes coming out of some classic games. I want them on Switch. And I was just looking through like some of the top sellers of 2019. Obviously, some of these are console exclusives, but like Marvel Spider Spider Man. I'm playing that right now on the PS4. Really liking that game. Mm-hmm. That will never come to any other console but Sony. I get that. But if that game were to come to to Xbox, it would skip over the Switch because the Switch cannot handle that kind of open-world game moving at that speed. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. I've never played it, but it it got all kinds of Game of the Year awards. supposed to be an incredible open-world game. That game's not coming to Switch. Um, And so it's like this generation, this year, it's like you can almost look at everything that came out in 2019 and forward Unless the developer, you know, is going to be working with a publisher like Panic Button to bring the newest Doom Eternal, which is coming to Switch, mm-hmm. but it's going to be a majorly scaled down version. Yeah. You know, the Outer Worlds, I'm liking it on Switch. It looks ugly. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, that makes me think, we're it. We just topped out. The Switch is halfway through its lifespan, but we just topped out on any new games coming to Switch as far yeah, as third there's parties. Yeah, the, there's the, the, the Star Wars one. Squadron, I think, oh, it, yeah. think it's oh, called. Oh, my goodness. So like, excited I'm for that. Huge, huge Star Wars fan and huge Star Wars game fan. Um, I but I, I, I love, I absolutely love the Nintendo Switch, the idea of it, uh, especially, you know, with the amount of time I have to game, very, you know, very little relatively. I love the handheld mode, love the docking mode. You know, we've, talk, we've talked about that, but I also love Star Wars, and I want to see, uh, and, and any... Any good modern game, AAA title, I want to buy. Absolutely. I will wait to buy on the Switch just because I love the Switch. That's my console. I don't want to buy it on the Xbox and have to play my Xbox. I love the mobility that my Switch offers. But, um, yeah, we definitely need to see some some improvements to be able to to go much further. So current rumors are suggesting that we'll see a Switch bump, rather it be a Switch 2, a Switch Pro, whatever um most analysts are saying that we'll see iterations over the next three years when it comes to the switch i don't know if that means one a year i don't know i don't know what that means no one knows what that means nintendo has always given you one console and then another and then another um you made the comment about the wii u being basically a wii that gave you a secondary gamepad um and you know in 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 actual practicality that is what it is however Mm -hmm. the games you know they were developed to where a lot of times they were kind of hokey where, okay, I'm playing Zelda and then on the TV and then here yeah, on this terrible three, I, I, you know, yeah. 360, 360p resolution, I have a map. But some of the games were really interactive that you could do. Yeah. But they never really found they, their, yeah, yeah they, could, they I, never really figured I, that just out. just a comment that on that, uh, I, I'm a big fan. I love the Star Fox series. Mm-hmm. Always been a fan of them. And when they announced Zero, I was super excited. I was really looking forward to it. It looked like the 64 kind of bringing it back to its roots where I remember and I, as soon as I picked it up and I started playing, it just felt awkward on the Wii U because your targeting system to like to aim, right. you have to look at the the tablet, but you want to look at yourself flying on, on, around the world, and it was really disorienting and really it, it took some getting used to. Well, and the marketing was so bad around it. That's why third party developers didn't do anything with the Wii U because no one bought the Wii U because no one knew what the Wii U was. Yeah. I remember going to Best Buy thinking. Don't I already own this? <laughs> oh, oh, it's an HDMI version of the Wii. Okay, right. just whatever. Um, and so what you know, most rumors are around are saying is that the Switch is going to kind of just double itself. So instead of being 4 gigs of RAM, it'll have 8 gigs of RAM. Um, instead of having 32 gigs of space, it'll either have 64 or 128, which to me, that's not really a big... Like, yeah. I think that's a joke. Like, oh, yay. Pay extra and get a 128 gig 
you know, switch. That's okay. That's going to last you how long before you have to buy an SD card anyway. And so you can buy an SD card. It's bigger than that for the price difference. I'm just saying, I don't know. The storage is irrelevant to me on that. Yeah. When you buy an Xbox or a PlayStation that's 500 gig or a terabyte, you know what I'm saying? It's just right. 128 gig. Yay. Right. Um, but to be able to have 1080p in handheld would be really cool. Mm-hmm. And then to be outputting 4K would be cool, mm-hmm. especially if it could work better with the frame rates. I'm not even, I don't even think that I want 4K really bad. I, I think that. Oh, I do. I, I think that doing 1080p, but doing it solidly and doing these games that we want. I mean, you can't, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Well, so here, here's the one thing though, Sam. Nintendo's known to have secret magic. So, like, for here's a great example. Mm. <laughs> you have a game like um, um, Luigi's Mansion 3, okay? Small file size. I don't remember exactly what it is. Small file size. Let's say it's around 9 gig, okay? It looks like a 4K game. And there's hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours to have, okay? Then you get a game like one of the Resident Evils, um, and it's twice that size, and it looks like junk, Nintendo knows how to get these huge games that look beautiful and compress them down to almost nothing. And I mean, but the art doesn't make any is completely sense. different. I'm talking okay. Talk about the art style being different, but I'm talking about using shadowing and reflections and this texturing being done mm-hmm. in some of the Nintendo's games. Super Mario Odyssey, very vibrant and colorful, not just on a solid plat- palette either. Uh, New Donk City, very very busy, a lot going on, mm-hmm. very small game. But then you got third party developers coming in with a game that's from you know, two, three generations ago, and it's this huge file size. Um, so if they know. so if they work their magic on a game that's 1080p and looks really good, like Luigi's Mansion, I'm where you say, you. hey, this looks like 4K, I think only then Nintendo what's the problem? Because only Nintendo will do it. Mm-hmm. So The Witcher 3 came out for the Switch and blew everyone's mind because they brought this huge open-world game that no one thought would ever come to Switch. And they brought it to Switch, and they brought it to Switch in a very good way that challenged other developers. Uh, another one, uh, Hellblade, Sinuous Sacrifice, came to Switch. Have either of y'all played that game? I no, I keep, I'm, I I'm just waiting for Joy. You have played it? I have played it, and it's such game's a scary. Game. If, you, if, if you're listening to, to the show, uh, get the game. In fact, in fact, I wouldn't even say don't worry about getting Xbox. Get it on Switch. It looks phenomenal on really? Switch. It's, it looks incredible on Switch. It's, it's, it, until recently, it was probably the, the best-looking game on Switch, in my opinion. But play it with headphones. That's what I was going to say. Oh, if yes. you're going to get oh, this yes. game, you have to play yep. it with headphones. Have to. Surround sound doesn't mean do it. You have to play it with headphones. Um, but that game came out on Switch, and it looked phenomenal. And again, it showed up what a lot of third-party developers and publishers mm-hmm. are doing, where they're just doing simple ports, um, and then they're scaling things down to make it work on Switch. But then you've got Hellblade coming out, and you mm-hmm. have um, uh, Witcher 3 coming out, and games like this that are just doing really, really well. So, Sam, to your, your, your question is Nintendo is doing it right. Most third-party developers aren't. Um, and they're just bringing the game over. There are a few exceptions, you know, but for the most part, you know, we're getting ports that sit somewhere between, you know, uh, a PS3 and a PS4, a 360 and an Xbox One. It's right in between there somewhere as far as the resolution goes and, and how the game looks. Um, and so, unless that's my concern. Unless Nintendo bumps it up, we're not we're done getting, you know, new games. We'll just keep getting ports unless Nintendo does a, a bump for us in, 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 the, in the graphical and the CPU and things like that. Um, and I, my concern is that they're selling so well that they may not see the need for it themselves. Right. Like, we'll just wait. We'll just wait this con- this console generation now and go. To, you know, wait wait three more years and then give it to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what that says for players like us. Now, I will say this: I don't have the latest numbers here, and we'll move on for this. But um, 
the, uh, I'm sorry, not the, uh, Animal Crossing, New Horizons. Uh, have you played Animal Crossing at all? I have not, no. Any of them? Uh, I played the one on GameCube, but I only played it like a couple times. Okay, that um, was the first one. Yeah. Um, it's really good. <laughs> it's really good. Um, it is the fastest selling game um, for 2020. People are expecting it to be the number one selling game for 2020. It's it's being estimated that it might be the best selling game of this console generation. Really? I, I, and then may this may go on another tangent because I'm I remember when Breath of the Wild came for Switch. That was another big like, that was that blew everyone away. Yeah. So is it doing better than that? <laughs> it's crushing it. It's really it's okay. crushing it. That's yeah. so weird. That, yeah, because that that kind of because I remember when Breath of the Wild came out like that was huge. Like it was supposed to take like I remember seeing you know fan theories, people talking about it was taking Zelda back to its very original roots, open world. This Zelda has done better than any Zelda previous yeah, to it. So yeah. let me give you numbers as of, just since we're talking about it here, just really quick. Um, here are some of the best-selling games on Switch. Pokemon Sword and Shield um, collectively have sold 18.2 uh, million copies on Switch. Okay, and that game came out, uh, was it uh, this year, early this year? Sword and Shield? Sword and Shield. It might have been. I was going to say last year, but I don't even know. It was for last year, and it may have been last year, but if it was, it was like November last year. It was, that's, yeah. that's it's currently the second best-selling uh, Pokemon game for Nintendo, okay? For Only sure. beaten out by the original, um, you know, uh, uh, red, blue, and yellow. Yeah. Uh, but 18.22, so we'll go through this. Legend of Zelda came out day one with a Switch. So that, keep that in mind, okay? Mm -hmm. So Legend of Zelda, day one, it's three and a half years old. 18.6 million. Um mm -hmm. Super Smash Brothers came out last holiday, so it's been out for mm -hmm. a year. 19.99 million, so it's at 20 million, okay? Mm -hmm. It's been out for a year, okay? Uh, Animal Crossing New Horizon has been out since when? March? March 20, of this year? 22.4 million. Wow. That's insane. Just That's since crazy. March. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which has been out since the... Uh, did it come out the, uh, the first year of Switch? I, in the summer? First so. year of Switch, yeah. I believe? 26.74 million. So... Wow. Currently, they're, it's selling at such a fast rate. They're basically saying, you know, uh, there's one copy of Animal Crossing sold for every three Switches. Wow. Wow. And so they're saying it, it, it very well could be the best-selling game of this console generation. Not Switch. I'm talking about That's crazy. PlayStation 4, Xbox yeah. One. The best-selling game, period. I mean, it's breaking sales records. Again, which goes back to Nintendo saying, you know, why do we need to get a better console? We're, we're making money over here. Killing it right now. We're killing it right now. So, yeah. Um, any final thoughts on this about, you know, a Switch Pro or what, what do you want to see or anything else? Um, I do want to see better Joy-Cons. I am so tired of my Joy-Con drift. I am so oh, fed oh, up yeah. with my Joy-Con drift. But anyway. That's one thing. Um, Everyone talks about I this. Haven't, I have actually that. haven't noticed that in my newer ones. I noticed that early on when I first bought my Switch, but I haven't noticed that in my latest ones. My Animal Crossing, so I bought the, I, I, I've bought like four Switches. My Animal Crossing Switch. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> my Animal Crossing Switch, uh, first week, I've got drift. My left Joy-Con and my right Joy-Con won't, won't, won't stay on the rail. It just keeps popping off. And um, that's right when COVID hit as well, so Nintendo shut down repairs. I just sent them in three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Normally, it's a one-week turnaround. I still haven't heard, haven't heard from Nintendo. But um, I, we have sent in at least seven Joy-Cons, like the left one wow. drifting. And now my, my current setup that I'm using, a purple and blue, my right one's drifting Mine, as well. Mine, I don't remember, because so. I have two pairs. I don't remember which pair it is. It might be my yellow. No, 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 it is my pink and green one. It's your pink and green. That's what it, we sent It in. drifts too. Yeah, that's. I didn't think of that. Real I, ho I hope the Joy-Cons get better, because that is really annoying. Okay. All right, um, let's go ahead and move on to our next segment, segment and that would be Indie Corner. <laughs> 
You know, we need to like tell our guests that they come on the show. They've got to dance with us. I mean, that's the thing that you do. You just that's gotta, a very dancey tune. You got to, you got to, you got to dance with that and everything else. And so, um, Jay, I know it's on here for me to go first, but I want you to kick us off here. I will go first then. So I don't know if y'all remember or if y'all listened to the last show, but we kind of redid our redefined indie corner. Indie corner. We are now going to each be talking about one game each. Don't know if I worded that correctly, but anyways, Give so it a little bit more attention, flesh yeah, it out. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, game I'm going to be talking about this week is Cat Quest, which I think we've talked about this on the Indie Corner before. We have, but it's so good it deserves another week. Um, so this is a good game. Do you own this game, Christian? I do not. Uh, the only game I own right now with my Switch is Mario Kart Deluxe. It's two dollars and fifty nine cents. Go buy it. <laughs> it's one hundred percent worth that. It is. Hey Sam, buy it for your brother. You know how many games I bought for Johnny day one? Johnny, he bought a lot Johnny of games for Johnny. gets switch. He comes over here and and okay, I know. Okay, small tangent. He comes over here with his switch. I've been after him to buy a switch for since it came out. I'm like Johnny, get a switch. You're going to love it. By the way, I'd be surprised if you don't love it. But I'm, I'm real tired of people like, okay, I'll buy a switch, and then they're like, this is the best thing ever. I love my switch. I'm sitting there going. Telling you for three years to get this I thing. Told you. So Johnny comes over, sits down. We're setting up a switch at my house, and I'm going through like we're going all the sales. Like there's always like seven hundred, eight hundred, nine hundred games on sale on Switch, and I'm like oh two, this, this game is two dollars. I just ignore it. This game is two dollars. Go and pick it up. And he's like two dollars. Okay, fine, I'll buy it. Uh, uh, SteamWorld Dig. This game's only yeah. two fifty right now. Okay, I'll pick it up. And eventually, it got to the point of Johnny saying, Michael, these games cost too much money, and he started counting them oh in my pennies. Gosh. And he goes. I'm not spending 200 pennies on this yep, game. Yep, he counted everything in pennies. <laughs> it was, it was a whole up, thing. I ended up buying him, buying him like $20 worth of games. They're just great indie games. They're just fun. Cat Quest is one of them. You need to get on it. It's a great game. And SteamWorld Dig. Dude, have, oh, you, have you talked to games. him? No. We have you educated your brother? I just, we, got, we the, I just got the Switch. Calm down. <laughs> I've been trying to get him into Diablo. Okay, talk, Ooh, talk, to, him, talk, to, talk to us oh, yeah. about Cat Quest. So Cat Quest is rated E, 10 and up. It is currently, like you said, Two fifty nine or two hundred fifty nine pennies, if you want to be Uncle Johnny, which is down from almost thirteen hundred or thirteen thousand, thirteen hundred, thirteen thousand, thirteen hundred, thirteen hundred, thirteen hundred. There we yeah. go. Yeah, <laughs> it's normally thirteen hundred pennies or thirteen dollars if you didn't want to do that math. So, um, it's like ten bucks off. So, uh, that's a steal. So go pick that up. So basically, what this game is is you're a cat, and you're in a kingdom of cats, and you. I haven't played the game in a while, so I'm trying to remember. But you're you start off at level one, obviously. So you start off with really basic gear, and you just have a wooden sword, and you're going out. And the king's telling there, there's a bad cat coming in and messing up the kingdom, trying to overthrow the king or whatever. And so you're coming in. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I know you you've played this game more. No, than you're me. good. No, so you're far. doing good. Okay. And the the best part was that you started level one. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, yeah, yeah, so the king's like, yo, this bad cat is in here, and he's, like, being mean to me, so I need you to go fight him. So the whole game, you're fighting all these mean, weird monster things, all, and there's, like, all these, you know, little guys, and then there's, like, mini bosses, and then, you know, there's a big boss. And throughout the whole game, you're constantly getting better gear, better, you know, weapons, armor, all that stuff, and, um... Uh, magic items, or not magic items, magical abilities. Magical That's what abilities, it is. yeah. You unlock uh, more gear. You know, as you level up, you unlock more magical abilities. Um, and, wow, there's a lot to this and game you're that fighting, I forgot you're about. Fighting, you're, yeah, you're fighting all kinds of different enemies. Mm-hmm. You fight dragons. Did you ever play Skyrim, Christian? Yes. 
Okay, it's Skyrim, but with cats. It's, yeah. Really? Really, I mean, it's really scaled so, down. It's yeah, like, it's, it's, I mean, like, not, it's not, like not a, a really it's good like a, comparison. It's like a 20 <laughs> down to one. But no, just like there's like the Dragonborn, uh, they use those same references in Cat really? Quest. I mean, it really is a rip on on Skyrim, but it's like a 20 to one ratio. I mean, it scales down. <laughs> but so, it's still amazing. Full of, pun, of puns. Oh, cat puns. Oh, yeah. If you're a punny, oh, is, you're a punny and, and person. You, you can't even, some of them you can't even call puns. Oh, no. They, well, just, oh, they just swapped it's, out it, the letters. It's in your face sometimes. But, but that's what a, makes it's it a great. great game. I like that part of the game it's because really I'm playing. So. And it's a game that after you beat it, it does give you the plus mode that a lot of indie games are starting yeah. to do nowadays. So rather than starting the game over, you start back where you are with current level, current gear and everything yeah. else. But now you're playing this really hard mode, and which actually, uh, Caleb's going through right what now. What I actually. just remembered is that there's different modes in the game you can play. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what all they are, but there's I know there's some where like you can only have level one gear the whole game or something yep, like that. Yep. And just different. Is that modes in the first one or the second? First one. one. I think okay. it's the first one. It's after because I saw it in the second it, one, but I didn't. I, I played the first one and didn't go very far after I beat it. Yeah, you have to beat it. And so, it was a content yeah. update. I think they actually did for number so. two. No, I'm talking about for number one. They did a content update that added the plus mode to it and the uh, other features. Yeah. So after you beat this game, which takes a while, I mean, it's not a super long game, but you know, it's not like what, super 20, short. Twenty hours, maybe. Right. About Twenty hours. So it takes a minute to finish. Um. So after you finish it. You know, there's the plus mode, or there's um, the plus mode, and then the different uh, game that. styles. Yeah, Man, words, words. They're so hard. Words are so hard. Uh, this game is available on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation Four, Steam, GOG, iOS, and Android. So basically everywhere except for Xbox. I don't understand that, but that uh, it's a great game. <laughs> Sam, won't you take us off on the next one here? Okay, so I'm going to talk about the game Nine Parchments. Nine Parchments. Uh, it's a fun game. Uh, it's $5.99 currently on sale. Uh, it's normally $19.99, and it's worth $20. Bucks. Um, it's been a while since I played it, but I had fun. I played it with my nephew. Uh, we went through it. It's 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 shorter than I, I definitely wish it would have been longer. It's fairly short. Did y'all beat it? Um, yeah, we beat it. Okay. Uh, it kind of had an anticlimactic ending. Um and but the the combat and the play style was very reminiscent of Diablo three, um, e- even to the point where there were times I wondered if they were copying Diablo three. I played the the um, more magicy character in it, and some of the you know the his frost ability, you know, was, you oh, know yeah. Ray of Frost is very very reminiscent of Diablo's Ray of Frost. So there were moments where I felt like but, but I uh, that it was kind of ripping from that, but I love Diablo and so I I really enjoyed that. I didn't have a problem with it. Um definitely a lot of fun, worth playing. Uh not a very deep storyline. Um definitely I'd say I had more fun playing it with somebody than I would have playing by myself. Um cuz the story wasn't, you know, wasn't very deep or anything like that. Let but, me ask you a question. If you 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 mentioned Diablo several times and Diablo is a, a nearly flawless game. So, and but by some of the best storytellers of all time, which are the creators of Blizzard. So, take Diablo off the table. How does the game hold up on its own? Uh, I mean, if I had to rate it, I'd probably give it a seven. Okay, probably give it a seven. Lots of fun, just short. Short. Is, is game it worth? And, is it worth twenty dollars? I'd say it's worth twenty bucks. I mean, I, twenty I, bucks I isn't 20 that bad for 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 a game, and it's a hundred percent worth. And it's up to you know, four players. For, Six bucks, uh, on the same so. screen, right? Can't you do four players on the same screen? Um, I thought it was two, but I t- I could be wrong. Did I've we only, play only with played Caleb? with two? Did all three of us play? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's, it's four players. It's been a while since we it's, played it. It has been a while. I didn't really like it. But. So I think that the part of the part of the the, the reason why it was a little bit shorter, um, you could 
they meant it to have a lot of replayability, um, which is probably the area that it, I would say it actually really falls short. I, I had no desire to play it again uh, with new characters, you know, choosing a different class. Uh, um, so it was fun the first time through, but beyond that, I, I wouldn't. Um, so worth 20 bucks, definitely worth, you know, five ninety I'd probably give it a seven. Uh, that's is rated E ten and up. Um, no, I see no reason not to let like Caleb play it. I mean, it has if you, any game you play where you're killing a monster, you're automatically going to get like a ten plus rating. So, but there's nothing in, yeah, in, in, inappropriate. Um, it is on Nintendo Switch again, PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and Steam. Um, I remember liking the game and wanting the game because there was all of these rumors coming out about this Diablo coming to Switch, and I really wanted Diablo on Switch. I'd beaten that game over and over seven, eight, nine, ten times on, 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 uh, PC. Um, but I, my big problem with this game was that I am a terrible twin stick shooter. Mm. I, I, I can't play those. I just, I'm terrible. I'm not coordinated enough. And so I could never get the ice beam to work. And so enemies are running at me and I'm panicking and my ice beam's like, I'm on your left, I'm on your right. I just gave you a haircut, you know, buzz top, and I'm, I'm not getting them. I'm, I'm just, I'm terrible at twin stick shooters. I enjoy the game. Um, I think we got, I don't know, probably about maybe, maybe halfway through the game. Maybe. Maybe I'm halfway. Sure you and Caleb played more than I did. We did. I, you, I, you only went through like the first two or three levels Yeah, I with fell us. off. I got bored. I did not like it. Yeah, Caleb and I went, went further. But you um, know what? It's six bucks right now, so y'all might like it. So go pick it's nine It's definitely parts. worth so. picking up Great on your Switch. couch co-op game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the last one that we have for you uh, for the Indie Corner is Death Road to Canada. Okay, so let me, let me just say this. Um, great, great name for a game. Um, if you're asking mom and dad for this game, you may need to explain it. <laughs> mom, mom, I want to play, play Death, Death Road, Road to Canada. Canada. <laughs> uh, it is rated T for Teen. Um, basically, uh, you're you're going in there and you're, you're killing zombies. Okay, so when I first saw this game, are they Canadians? No, you're trying to get to Canada. <laughs> okay. Um, basically, there's this. You're going on a well. Okay, so I, I'm not going to go in, into it, but this game came out right around a time that something else took place in in real life. And so they actually delayed the game on purpose out of respect and things like this. Mm. So you're 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 escaping to Canada, of all places. You're going to can- anyway. I'm not going there. You're escaping oh to Canada, goodness. and uh, along the way, there's this zombie apocalypse going on. That's why you're trying to escape. Um, all the videos that I've seen in this game have always just been you know players playing together with baseball bats and you know whatever, hitting zombies, killing zombies, picking up stuff. Uh, but it's so much more than that. Okay, so think about the Oregon Trail. Um, okay. You can think about the original Oregon Trail oh boy. or jump all the <laughs> way up. And did y'all either one of y'all play the Oregon Trail they came out with, the indie game, where it was like, instead of like the state organ, it was like your human organs, and it was zombies? No. No, I've oh, heard Oh, dude, that. that game is so good. Oh I want gosh. that on Switch. <laughs> so what, what you do is um, it's the same idea of the Oregon Trail, but uh, instead of uh, dysentery getting you or whatever else, I, a zombie that, bit your ankle. Or something. And now you gotta decide. You're gonna cut the guy's leg off, or you're gonna let him stay there. You go too many days without cutting his leg off or fixing him up with medicine, he might turn into a zombie and then bite you. Um, you go you go hunting in the organ trail to find stuff. Well, in organ trail, the other organ trail, the zombie version, you go find food and you're shooting zombies to keep them away from you. Okay. This game takes what I love about organ trails where you're having to manage fuel, vehicle repairs, health of the, of your party members. Uh, and then you're having to gather all those things as well. So you're managing, you're gathering, 
um, you drive so long in your car and you're like, hey, there's a settlement up here. Should we stop? And we think there's some resources, but it looks like it's already been raided. Do we go or not go? And you make those decisions. The game is constantly changing. It's procedurally generated, which normally I don't like that in, in games, but this game lends itself to it for replayability. Um, so much fun. I'm having a blast with this game. This game came out uh, May of 2018. And so it's been out, you know, a couple years and I keep looking at it. I'm like, no, no, no. Have, okay. Have you been describing death road to Canada or yes. have you been describing death road to Canada, the Oregon trail about no, no, the no, no, organs? No, no death road to Canada. I, Cause I'm confused. I thought you were describing that the whole time and I was waiting no, for you sorry. to correct anything. I'm sorry. Okay. No, no. So it's like that. It's like, De- you know, Oregon trail with zombies, but this death road to Canada is that that's what you're doing. You're trying to get to Canada to get to oh, okay. away from the zombies. They don't like Canada for some reason. Um, I can name some reasons. Oh, and so with, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But anywho, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> stop it, Sam. <laughs> I love Canada. We love Canada. We love Canada. Um, it's just never mind. Great okay, I'm, I'm gonna stopping. I'm just stopping. Okay, oh, it's, it's for it's for the maple syrup. That's why they're going. Um, so on the way to Canada, though, uh, your car breaks down, so you have to repair. And each person, and you come across different individuals that you can add to your party, and they all have different strengths and different characteristics. And so one of them may be you know very aggressive, but also a car guy. So he he's gonna help keep your car running. And then there's a supermarket. You go in the supermarket, and you're grabbing food and bandages. All the while, there's zombies around there. And so it's this constant, like, you're, you're managing your resources, keeping your team alive, making sure the car stays running, you've got gas, sometimes you're going to fight the zombies, sometimes there's too many, you better just run, and you never know when you're going to die. You can think you're doing really good, like, I've played it, and I'm thinking, I- I'm really doing, I've, I've got this game down, and then something happens, and I'm like, well, I came out of left field. Um, the game can be punishing at times. But it's fun, and I haven't played it co-op yet, but you can do it up to four characters, uh, both co-op, you know, on the same TV and everything else, and it's not one of those confusing co-ops because everybody's like a little pixelated guy running around. But you get your stick and you start beating the zombies. (laughs) It's a great game. So for $15, I think this game is a, like, I would recommend it for $15. For $7.50, especially if you're playing it with, you if you've, you know, got somebody to play it with you, like I think Mm -hmm. Christopher would, I mean, you need to look at it, but... I mean, I'd play this with Caleb right now. Mm-hmm. It, it'd be fun. Uh, yeah, not Micah, but I'd play it with Christopher. Uh, I'm with Caleb, you know. Um, loving this game. Yeah. 749. It's on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Steam, iOS, Android. In other words, it's literally everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. So pick it up. It's a great game. Great For game. Sure. All right. So let's go on. Uh, we haven't done this in a while, but let's go ahead and hit our next topic of tabletop gaming. All right, Christopher, or not Christopher, Christian, for 100 points, tell me, and for complete street cred and okay. gamer cred, tell Uh-oh. me where that's from. And if you don't, I'm, we'll give you a couple of tricks, we'll get a couple of chances here. Now, I'll give you a hint. Hey, hey please. PC game. I have uh, no idea, so. Okay. <laughs> I lose all my street cred, right, I guess. Let me give it to you one more time. PC game. It's pretty though. It's an RTS. And I know you played RTS as Sam. I played one. Age of Empires. Yeah. Yeah. This beats Age of Empires. In my opinion. 
It's okay. Can I guess? No. You can guess. I mean, I know you're a huge StarCraft fan. The original StarCraft. Okay. I never never did the StarCraft game. I wasn't allowed playing it, you know, growing. Well, actually, I wasn't a kid. I was already, I was like 16, 17, 18 when that game came out. I still wasn't allowed to own it. So, but I play it now. You found ways. I found ways. My fr- my friend would buy it and bring it over to my computer. <laughs> it's Man, not working. Are, Let me those, just those try were the days. <laughs> you know, bring over a CD-ROM to put it into my oh. Windows computer so we could play. I'm like, oh, you know, going around like a 13-inch monitor. We're just like, this is so cool. <laughs> wow, gaming has changed. <laughs> yes, yes, it has. Bring a switch right. over now. Christian, talk to us now about tabletop gaming. You wanted to talk about a game that uh, it's a relatively new mm-hmm. game. I did a lot of reading about this game today and watched some YouTube videos, and I still don't think I understand this game. So uh, it's uh, Conquest, uh, The Last Argument of Kings, um, and it's it's new. It's been only about two years now. I, uh, I know they've released they've, uh, the figures and all the, and all the, the, the gameplay uh, last year, um, but I think it's been in development for a while now. Um, it's... Uh, um, I guess to uh, just to I I've been wanting to play like I like tabletop games. I've always kind of loved those big armies, mass strategy, move your units, combat. I just I've always loved those games. Um, the only ones that were fairly popular at the time was you know at, at right now still is Warhammer 40k, um, Age of Sigmar, and there's a couple of other ones out there that I'm not too familiar with. Um, but it always just seemed overly complicated. If you look at 40k, there's just a lot of things that can happen and a lot of dice roll, a lot of you know, this has been hit, and I got to see, you know, he's hit, but does he take a wound? Let's roll for this. And it's, it's, there's just a lot of rules that I get very overwhelmed and confused at. Um, Conquest just, I, I felt like it broke down a lot of those rule-based games, still having enough structure to where it works, and you're not constantly questioning it. Um, an example would be, you know, when you roll the dice, uh, you know, you, get, you have 12 units, 12 figures, they're one unit. So the combat's all about units instead of the individual unit. So you know when you attack, you're depending on the, your unit. You could attack with all twelve figures, roll twelve dice, and if they hit that the the person you're attacking, they lose those twelve. There's no like counting the wounds. There's nothing uh, overly complicated. It's just straightforward. You know, move movement, combat, game over. Depending. So let me ask you a question. Okay, so. Um, I know what you're talking about when you when you mention those kind of games. Do you have a clue, Jaden? Do you have any idea of what he's talking about? Not really. Because I'm thinking about people listening to the show. If they don't know tabletop gaming, right? How would you how would you ex- explain this at a very simple Simp- um, level? Uh, I mean, imagine it's you know a giant table. Um, I want to say maybe about three three four feet long um, and about maybe a foot. Uh, feet wide and basically you just put figurines depending on um usually 30 32 millimeter i think it's millimeter usually 32 and put them on a table and you basically move them uh with dice and a ruler um and that's basically it so you in uh you can vi- there's i guess i want to say it helps visualize combat a bit better um when you're when you just said part the ruler, the first thought I thought of is when you watch all of those like uh, um, war movies, like especially like sci-fi mm-hmm. movies, or, or, yeah, or you yeah. know, talking about, and they're lo- overlooking they a, long, a giant they table. A long stick. They put the big stick for World War II, <laughs> yes. and they're moving their cannons in place. You know, that's what yeah. it sounds like. Um, I guess another way, if you've, I mean, Risk isn't one of those old old uh, 
Uh, I like Pedris. Yeah, kind of like that. Um, definitely a little way more complicated um, compared to Risk, um, but bigger scale, larger armies, um, and uh, it's just kind of it's just focuses on most of the time it focuses on just one battle, not like territories take a territory, hold the territory. There, there are games that you know g- game plays within tabletop games that allow that. Um, but uh, I guess that's the best way I can describe it. I, I don't so know. I'm I'm not too familiar with okay. like Warhammer and things like that. So when you say you have a table that's you know three by four feet, yeah. is that what you three by yeah, five it, feet? A fairly large table size. Okay. So do you have a big giant actual board? Um, like, no. So you it, usually they're all you to play the game. You just have to buy the figures, um, and you know you can't do it on a the table we have right now is probably a bit too small for some of the armies in these games. Um, so you want something fairly big with terrain. So, I mean, it's not just, you know, you have walls, uh, t- trees that, you know, obscure. F- is that uh, part of the game package itself? The not, part of the, not part of the game package in the game. You can add any kind of terrain. So I could add like a cup and say, this is Mount. Yeah, you could. You could say this Mount, is. Mount this, Solo. Right. Or whatever. This, is, this, is a, this is a tree <laughs> or this is a rock um, and, you know, prevents people from moving there. It's, a, it's an obscurity. Um so it's, uh. you know what this is. Did you ever play um, um, Advance Wars on the Nintendo DS? No. Um, it's one of those games to where uh, you move. There's like, even though there's not a game board, mm-hmm. um, everything has like almost like a hex pat- pattern. Yeah. To it. And if there's a if there's trees right here, you got your guys could get into the trees, and then that automatically gain like two to defense mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. If they can't see them and everything yeah. else. So you have to get around. So it sounds like. Uh, what you're describing is that type of a of a real time strategy, turn based, what strategy, whatever. But then in real life, where you see your players and you see yeah, your guys, yeah. and everything else. One thing I read on the website um, for this game is that there's there's you don't take turns. Yeah, that's I, like I, you just go. I, I did. Uh, I uh, that was kind of odd because there is somewhat of a turn. There is a turn base. You each take turn rolling the dice. And, you know, every at the end of every turn, or at the beginning of every turn, everyone rolls the dice to see who goes first. Every, every turn. It's never, you know, you, you know, roll the dice once, okay, it's your turn, then here's the turn, and then, you know, keeps going that same cycle. Um, and the, the I, I guess the what they mean by that is that during the beginning of the phase, it's called the uh, reinforcement phase, you, the fog of war is no one knows uh, what, you're, what you're going to bring on first. So usually it starts with your lighter units, your medium units, and your heavier units. Um, and each, you know, uh, dice roll. I think it's I think it's uh, uh, between one and five. Your light units come out on the first turn, and within a couple inches of the end of the table, whichever side you're on, you're allowed to place them anywhere within a small box. Um, and then it goes to the next turn. Everyone plays it. Sometimes you don't get to bring out your unit on the first turn. So I guess that's kind of the no one takes turn bit because at the, once there is taking turns in a sense, it's who goes first. Um, one turn I may win the dice roll and I get to go first. Uh, the next turn I lose the dice roll and my opponent gets to go first. So I'm not, when, when I saw that, because uh, I read it myself today just to brush up on it, it was kind of confusing because I, I was, I, the, game, the multiple times that I played, I'm like, I go, then he goes, then I go. Isn't that taking turns kind of thing? So I'm not 100% sure on what they mean by that. Right. I'm not an expert in tabletop. I, I, I wish I was. Um, 
but uh, this is I'm also fairly new to this uh, this game, but it's a game that just I, I connected with, uh, unlike the other ones that are out there. Um, I think I'm gonna just point out. Um, I don't know if you ever played the game Battle for Middle Earth. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure you have. I did. Sam. Yeah, that's a fun game. Um, I think I did. Is that the one? <sighs> there was one Lord, Lord of, the of the Rings game that came out. Yeah, there's one Lord of the Rings game that came out on the like right at the th- end of 360, the beginning of the Xbox One yes. lifespan. That was amazing. And I remember you and I both got into it around the same time. It was a really good game. I thought I thought I played it on PC. I don't so there's two. Um, the first one came out for PC, and then the second one came out for Xbox 360. What's the second one called? Battle for Middle Earth 2. <laughs> wow. Did not see that coming. Um, um, but that's kind of a game where, uh, you know, that's it's it's very... Um, Focused on 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 the on the warfare, not really the territories and resources like Age of Empires or Civilization kind of real t- strategy. So game. there's three games I want you to just slide. And I want you to look up on the, on your Switch. Look up YouTube videos on these, and then I, I, if I think you would like these games, uh, first one is Tiny Metal. Mm-hmm. The second one is War Groove. Uh, both of those great games, and then the third one is a Nintendo first party title. It's Fire Emblem Three Houses which is an incredible RPG. But then mm-hmm. the battle part of it is a lot of fun as well. And again, it's you're you're playing this and you're, you're commanding all of these troops in a right. very similar way to what you're talking about. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so check out those three games just on a side note. I'd like to see what you thought about um, those. But yeah, but no, I mean, uh, Conquest, is, it's, it's, it's a two-player game. Most most of the large-scale large tabletop games are two-player because it, it, it's point-based yeah. system. Yeah. Um, and uh, when people play large armies, you can really only do two people. Um, smaller armies, you could have more people to play. Um, the fun thing about Conquest is you can still have those large armies, um, 2,000 points, which is a pretty, it's not amazingly big, but it is, it's, it's, it's fairly big from what the base game will give you. And you can have three, uh, three to four. Um, I'm hoping the way the game goes, they allow like six and you have just a bigger table and, um, and people just go at it. Um, so let me ask you a question. Um, we, whenever we do tabletop gaming, we get stats off of boardgamegeek.com, and okay. they do a really good job of rating you know, um, the quality of the game, the complexity of the game, things like that. Mm-hmm. They didn't have much to say about this game, which is very unusual. Uh, I know the game just came out last year, yeah. I believe. Yeah. I'm correct on that? Okay. Um, they gave it a weight of 2.67 out of 5. So it's, it's kind of a really? – it's definitely on the heavier side. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, did you think that sounded low? Yeah, I that's well. I mean, I love the game, so I'm going to be a little bit biased. Um, so, 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 for example, um, some of the other games that we've talked about on the show before, like Settlers of Catan, um, Carcassonne, things like that. You know, they have a, a much lighter rating. So this is kind of a, a heavier game. Um, this game, from what I've been reading online, is by a very a- ambitious new studio trying to mm-hmm, come mm-hmm. out with this game. Um, is this going to only really hit that that that? you know, that niche of people right there that like the Warhammer type of games? Or do you think this is a little bit more, uh, this is simpler, easier to pick mm-hmm. up, you know, fun, I think, that yeah. like me and Jay would pick up and play, or that, you know, maybe Sam and Chris would enjoy, but then maybe take outside of the normal gamer range, people who just like, you know, trying out a new game, would they, is there a steep learning curve? If so, once they learn it, will they right. enjoy it? I mean, just what's your opinion on that? I think that, there, I mean, obviously any, any you know, first game, there's a, there's a learning curve. Um, but I think compared to the other major ones, this is a very simple one. Um, again, I mentioned previously that, that it just, the 
the the major tabletop games out there just felt overly complicated. Like I was confused. Like so many steps to memorize. I just got overwhelmed. But this was just very basic, straightforward. You know, guy hits with sword, guy dies, uh, and that's it. And that's the that's all the combat there needs to be. And you know, you some each unit does differently. So there's you know there's more structure to it. It's simple enough to where a new player can can get a hang of it, but also complicated enough for a master strategist to really try things with. Um, Last question. How much of this game is based on skill versus luck? Because there's a lot of dice rolls right. in this game. Um, I think that I think they did a really good balance between the two. Um, okay. So you can get good at this game. You can get good at this game. Um, and there's a lot. You have to be a good strategist. You can throw your armies at them and, right. and hope for the dice, you know, the dice are on your side. Uh, I tried that my last game, and the dice were not on my side. There's always that <laughs> new. There's always that brand new risk player that beats the seasoned risk players, yes. and they're getting mad just because they tend to roll good you know, yes. numbers there. Um, so, but no, you can cool. out, Yeah, you can outmaneuver people, and I think I'm hoping to see a lot more come from this game. All right. Well, thank years. you for bringing yeah. that to us again. That was Conquest, the last argument of kings. Again, like with everything else, we will put links to all of these things in the show notes. But that's pretty much going to wrap up the show for us. So be sure to follow us again on Twitter at DadsGC as well as Facebook.com slash DadsGamingCorner. And be sure to drop us a line at HeyDad at DadsGamingCorner.com. Jay, how come you haven't emailed us a story about your, your dad, your mom? What? How come you haven't emailed in the show? You're my dad. Okay. So you can send me I an didn't email. think it was necessary. Be sure that you leave us a, a, a good review and subscribe, whether it be iTunes, iHeartRadio, Pandora, audible we're literally everywhere now yeah we um, are and so just uh, the, re- the reviews coming in they give us a lot of help and as always if you like to financially support the show you can do so as well at uh, patreon.com slash dad's gaming corner and um, we've got some cool ideas we're playing around with that on the we do. patreon side it's gonna be a lot of fun so um last words either one of you two good luck good night <laughs> what it's late yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I thought, I thought you were going to I mean, good afternoon, good evening, good night thing. I thought you were, that's where you were going with. Yeah, I made it original. <laughs> ah, I see. All right. Everyone stay safe. Have fun. Talk to you all <laughs> next week.